You're listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Sherry Crop, And I'm Gab McRoberts. And thank you for joining us for this Fayetteville 411. Our guest today is Akua Ninjeri Fikes. She is the Community Engagement Coordinator for the Fayetteville Police Department, and she heads up the Operation Ceasefire Program in our area. Uh, Good morning, and welcome to the Fable 411. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with the hardest question we'll ask you today. What is Ceasefire, and and tell me a little bit about it. So Operation Ceasefire, as it is done with the Fayetteville Police Department, is a collaborative effort, and we seek to partner with agencies, local agencies, whether they're other government agencies, other nonprofits, and we seek to stop crime. We want intervention, we want prevention, and we want to let the community at large know that we are very serious about especially violent crime. And that's the way our ceasefire model works. Operation Ceasefire in and of itself is a national program, but depending on your location, the program can look very different. And I know that some of the programs offered um, to combat gun violence, I mean, you have many of them, but the one I'm most familiar with is the movie night. Let's talk about that first. So our movie nights are phenomenal and it's very hot outside right now. And so of course it gets very, uh, it's late when it gets dark, so mm-hmm. we won't resume yeah. movie nights un- until the fall. But we had our first movie night of the season on April Fool's Day, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was at the Spivey Recreation Center, and it was a few hundred people out there. They're totally free. We provide popcorn. Um, we partner with AMC Theater, so it's movie theater popcorn. Mm-hmm. We have our ice cream truck. We have community resource partners from across the county, even, who come in and share information prior to the movie starting. For that particular movie night, which was um, in Conto, we even had Latin dance. So all the participants were able to get out and dance. And it's a community effort. Mm -hmm. Our command staff is present, our chiefs, assistant chiefs, majors, captains. And it's an opportunity to go into areas across the city because we, we rotate where we have them. And it's for people to... Meet the officers, meet the patrol officers, meet the command staff. Sometimes people do have legitimate questions, and part of it is also big fun. Um, Major Joyce is a really big cornhole player, and our mm-hmm. fire department is often competing with us. I like to think that PD always wins. Uh, I don't know that we always do, but it's really a great opportunity, and it's it's absolutely free. So I encourage you to follow our Facebook page at Operation Ceasefire when we resume in September for our movie nights. Again, it's free. Bring the whole family. It's after work. Just come out and have big fun. And you know what I like about the program? It's not just about having fun, but it's also some serious aspect. Because, there's, there's, you know, talking about with kids about, you know, taking the pledge about guns. Right. And, and, and we have gun locks available, which is really super mm-hmm. important. So if there's a family and they have firearms that they need to secure, they can take the pledge. They can get the gun locks. As a matter of fact, we've also um, incorporated gun locks at some of our local pawn shops. So if you're someone who's a citizen and you go into those pawn shops and you say, hey, you know, I really need a, a gun lock. They are actually located at, at those pawn shops, you know, just as an aside. But In addition to that, the community partners that are there from the hospital Mm -hmm. to the community colleges, foster care agencies, any agency that you can think of is more than welcome to set up a table. Our school system was there and people are able to see 
any of these agencies outside of business hours, pick up information, potentially talk to someone there. There's mental health services that are available. So it's an excellent opportunity for us to highlight all of our partners in the community that are doing good work. And oftentimes people don't know what's available Mm -hmm. for various reasons. If you can find out what's available in in a fun setting, sometimes it makes you pay more attention than you would if it was, you know, not movie night. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 and talking about the series aspect, too, you guys also have the EKG program where you go out yes. to the school. Tell me a little bit about that. Educating kids about guns. Um, the EKG program started several years ago, probably around 2014. And it was solely done in schools. The first movie decision points highlighted a period in our community where there were a lot of issues surrounding house parties, young people, house parties, violence. And the movie was done, something as basic as a 37-minute film, and it was shown at that time to 7th and ninth grade students. In health and PE classes, our officers were trained on the program. They did the curriculum. It was a two-day effort. Fabulous program. So last year, we updated the film, so now the, the phones are looking much neater in there. The clothes don't look quite as dated. And it's a really excellent film. It's 37 minutes and it looks at things from gun violence, peer pressure, sexting, familial grief. And it isn't just for young people. When we screened it on early December, the audience was pretty evenly split with young people and adults. There wasn't a person, regardless of age, who walked out and didn't get something. There were so many parents who said this gave me an opportunity to have a conversation because one of the things that the film looked at is how do parents deal with their children when they're going through that period and how do young people respond to adults who are supposed to be there for them? Do they have a caring adult that they're able to speak with? And so our EKG program going forward will not just be in schools. We are also taking it to the community. So it is an opportunity for churches, youth groups, even parent groups to say, we want to screen this film and still has the curriculum that goes along with it. And there's a community-based one. So it, it, it's for a multi-generational audience. And I think that's so helpful. I mean, as a parent, I know how uh, some topics are harder to bring up. And what, what do you talk about? What are all the different things? And having a structured program like this can be really beneficial for a lot of people, not just parents, yes. but the community as well. Yes, it, it's totally beneficial. And some of the people in attendance were not parents, but there are people who see young people. They Or even they just really want to understand what are some of our young people going through. And like I said, sexting is, is one of the things that's in there. And that's incredible incredibly uncomfortable, but we have young people now as, as young as probably six years old, they have mobile phones. So I always say it's like giving a kid an unlimited credit card and you just let them walk around the mall. While they may be responsible, at seven, do they really understand that if I pay for this with this credit card, what's going to happen on mm-hmm. the back end? And so arming them with the language that they need, understanding the consequences, the consequences of firearms the consequences of inappropriate online communication. Everything has a consequence. And for, for all of us, we've, we've all been 12 or 13 or 16. We don't really do so much with mm-hmm. the thinking about the consequences. And this is a good way for them to look at it and then be able to take ownership and determine, how could I have done this differently? And that's one of the things that the curriculum asks. 
And so if someone is interested in um, having a showing at their organization or church or whatever, how would they get in touch with you? Yes, 910-433-1017. That's 910-433-1017. And again, that's my number at the police department, Najeri Fikes, the community engagement coordinator. If you don't write down the number, you're like, oh, I heard that lady. You can always call our front desk in and they'll find me. But we are always looking to uh, to be engaged in the community. And we'll put the phone number in our show notes. So when you're listening to this right now, you know, if, if you're driving, you know, and you can't write that down yes. while you're driving, uh, feel free to just look in the notes when you get to a good safe spot if you want to write that number. And um, is there any other ways that people can sign up for this? Well, that, that, that would be the best way is to call and um, also follow our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We do lots of updates on our Facebook page. I mean, it's the 21st century. That's pretty much how we how we do these days. But our Facebook page holds information about our movie nights, in addition to some of the other things that we do, um, in addition to Operation Ceasefire, with our faith forums and, and all of the other things that we do. Let's talk about the, um, the reentry program. Yes. So with the Fayetteville Reentry Council, when it was established uh, in 2014 or 2015, I'm sorry, it is a just what it is, helping people who are reentering society from incarceration, providing them with the necessary tools that they need to be successful on this side. One of the challenges when we look at people that are released from incarceration is how do you reintegrate into society? Uh, growing up, and I share this a lot, even in the department, growing up, my mother worked for the Department of Corrections. And when I was a young girl, she worked at a training center. And those young people were able to take leave, as it were, on a weekend. They taught me how to skate and to do other things. And I remember as a kid saying, well, is this really a good idea? And she said, well, their goal is to be out one day. We want them to be comfortable being out. We want them to feel like we have their support. And I've taken that with me for over 45 years. And I think it's a wonderful program being able to encourage them. We will resume our notification call-ins and the notification call-ins. We partner with the U.S. Attorney's Office, other local law enforcement agencies, as well as probation and parole. And the probation and parole will bring their parolees And it's an opportunity to hear from the heads of all the agencies, as well as be provided with information on community resources and understand, once again, the consequences that come from wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. You have this opportunity now. You are out here. Help us help you show up at the notification call in, get the information that you need ask the questions that you need, and prepare for your next steps. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a ball game setting up a table with Operation Ceasefire, and a young man walks up, and he says, oh, I know you all. I said, oh, yeah, you're familiar with Operation Ceasefire? And he says, yeah. He takes a really big pause, and he says, I had to go through it. And I said, well, that's excellent. I said, at the end of the day, it worked, because you're able to talk to me at a ball game. And he sort of looked at me for a moment, I mean, it was as simple as that. You're out here. You're at a ball game. You're you're free. He said, well, I guess it did work. And it's as as simple simple as that. And I I think a lot of people may not realize the important role that, you know, something like a reentry council can play in helping prevent 
you know, recidivism because it's yes. so challenging. I, I couldn't imagine being a person who's gone through, you know, jail and then having that on my record and then trying to find a job and trying to be, I would want to be a productive member of society, but if I can't find a job, it's kind of challenging. If you can't find a job, if you can't find housing, mental health services, mm-hmm. all of those things are afforded to people because of federal funding, state funding, all of the, the grants that we receive that we partner with the Reentry Council they help make sure that our community is safe by shoring up people in the community who need that that extra push. And it's a wonderful opportunity. And a lot of people say, but why would the police be involved? We want the community to, to be safe and we work to protect all citizens. And that and that's a part of it. It sounds like you all do some really great things in the community. We um, try. Yeah, <laughs> really educating and, and engaging uh, with the community. Um, how can citizens uh, or community organizations get involved? Well, for citizens, uh, as a matter of fact, funny you should mention that, if they go to the Fayetteville Police Department's website right now, there are applications on there about our Citizens Police Academy. The Citizens Police Academy is a phenomenal program where citizens can find out about the inner workings of the police department one Tuesday a month. Well, I'm sorry, one day a week on a Tuesday. And it's it's a 13-week program, but it's well worth it. The inner workings of the police department are enormous, and it's a great way for community people to find out about that. In addition to it, when you want us to come to your events or you want us to come to your rec centers, we come, and there's no limit to what we can talk about. And, and I think it's so important that we have all our community partners working with us because we got to all work together for a common goal. And I think that's worth yes. having something where people get involved. So please definitely give a call, reach out, get yes. involved. Now, where can people go? We talked a little bit earlier about Facebook. So yes. uh, follow you on Facebook. Is it Operation Ceasefire? Yes, it's Operation Ceasefire on Facebook. Uh, the community engagement tab on the Fayetteville Police Department's website mm-hmm. also holds information. Like I was saying earlier, as the community engagement coordinator, Operation Ceasefire is just one of the programs that I'm responsible for. It's a big piece because it also encompasses our EKG program. But there's so much that we do that is community engagement. And they can get all that information by visiting OperationCeasefire.com. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Najiri, for joining us for today's show. It's a lot of great information. Thank you so much for having me. Now, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Fayetteville 411. The Fayetteville 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fayetteville, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fayetteville. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fayetteville on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music Podcast portal. And Radio Fayetteville is also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fade TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. And you can view all of our video content by visiting FadeTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FableNC.gov. Thank you for joining us.